Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Psychology of Foreign Language Learning. My name is Gerhard Orband, I'm a psychology lecturer, book author and German language teacher. In today's episode we'll continue the topic we have commenced during the last episode, that is the dangers of learning to the test. We talked about standardized testing, which is proliferating all around the world at schools, uh, for example, finishing high school, at universities, and especially in the area of language learning. Uh, so there are certain standardized language tests that are the same for every student that takes it all around the world. Now we finished last episode with talking about an individual versus uh, and an universal component in those tests. So ideally, uh, a test should measure what is important to all language users and what is important to the individual language users. And because everybody learns a, f a foreign language with a certain purpose. And a good test should predict whether the person will be able to use the respective language in a competent manner or not. So there are some aspects of a language which should be known to everybody and then there are some aspects that are specific. They are specific to the work situation of that person. Uh, for different professions you need to have not only a different vocabulary but also a different style, uh, different expressions. Uh, if you are an accountant, a tourist guide, uh, a, psych a psychologist, a construction worker, uh, um, medical assistants, you will have to learn a spe special lingo and you need to express yourself in that lingo. Then if you're going to live in certain regions, you need to at least understand the respective dialects or accents. Very often the vocabulary varies, uh, even between Britain and Ireland or between Australia and the United States or between Canada and the United States or Jamaica and Canada and so on. Now most tests do not measure this individual component and it's clear why because we need to have an, a universal test no, relevant to everybody. So the predictive validity of those general tests is typically very low. What does predictive validity mean? It means that the results in the test are correlated with success or failure in real life later on. An example would be if you correlated some graduation scores at the high school with your salary and let's say 15 years after graduation. Of course there may be a general tendency that those who have better grades also will have a higher salary 15 years later. But there are also students who have had very high grades but very have now very low salaries and the other way around. Students who had very low grades and now are multimillionaires. The same with language tests. And there are students who suck, pass language tests with very high grades and they are a utter in an utter failure later on in adapting to real life. On the other way around there are a lot of students who have never ever passed a single standardized test but they are working professionally in that language. So the predictive validity is high if all those that have high grades have also high success rates. So the more generic the test is the more improbable that it has a high predictive validity. The solution to that would be to have a multitude of highly specialized language tests. Uh, would be 
language tests for future accountants, tourist guides, uh, medical assistants, psychologists, construction workers, plumbers, and so on. Or to have language tests for people who want to live in Jamaica, New Zealand, Northern Ireland, Alaska, and so on. Or it would be have components for speaking with delinquent youth, with uh, the elderly, with members of high society, uh, and so on. Or angry clients. Uh. Now, there are only very few tests, or comparatively few tests, that are specialized. Uh, typically, they are maybe for medical professions uh, or for engineers, maybe. But the reason that there are not more of those is that most standardized testing is done for bureaucratic purposes. That is, for obtaining a scholarship or being admitted at a university or for some interaction with state or government authorities, not for obtaining a, a res residence or work permit, for example. That is, they are bureaucratic in nature. And what, what should you do as a language learner in such a situation? Huh? Many language learners commit the mistakes that they postpone learning for their real-life situation for after the test. They say, first I will pass the TOEFL, first I will pass the Goethe certificate, and then later on I will sp specialize for my real-life situation. And this is a very big mistake because you are losing often a, a lot of years in which you could have already prepared for your specific life situation. Huh? It's the same if you have one student who knows already that he or she wants to become a physician or a psychologist or a mathematician and so on and says that I will start to read books about that topic only after I graduate high school and because I'm afraid of not passing a test. No, you if you know it at, 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 with 12 years already and if you start already reading books on that topics, uh, you will have an incredible advantage over your fellow students at the university if you have already those six years of step-by-step -step reading and it doesn't mean that you need to invest a lot of effort because a lot of those topics they need maturing so it's not the number of time you invest but often it's also the the, the period of time that you leave from letting those topics mature in your head so my top my uh, suggestion would be that first you have on paper very clear goals what you want to achieve with your foreign language so with what, what kind of persons do you want to be able to interact uh, and what kinds of profession from what kinds of social backgrounds regions what are the topics you want to converse freely about so what kinds and then starting from that you know you orient all your learning uh, you make special word lists you listen to audio material and that areas and so on you become more focused because uh, remember the real test in a foreign language is not necessarily the TOEFL or the Goethe certificate or Cervantes certificate but is it is if you will succeed in your very specific life situations yes or no and often the number of mistakes is completely irrelevant if you for example if your situation is that you are stuck somewhere in China the customs office or your um, uh, you need to escape a building on fire and so on in those situations uh, if you can manage to get yourself explained it doesn't matter how many grammar grammar mistakes you make uh, on the other hand a person who speaks in perfect grammar but cannot express adequately or in time what needs to be expressed may even lose his or her life so 
very often real life differs a lot from from how those tests are graded in real life you will be graded how many as a salesman or saleswoman uh, what what are your overall sales so if you're a salesman that commits a lot of grammar mistakes but has a very compelling way of speaking uh, then you succeed even if your language teacher would say you are a very bad student on the other hand if somebody has a very good grade and makes no grammar mistakes but is a bad salesman so what what what's the use of the language then okay i hope this has inspired you to overthink a lot of attitudes and strategies in foreign language learning please let me know what is interesting for you for future episodes and blog articles please uh, do not for forget to share um, this episode and uh, link to uh, to all the podcasts we will do thank you very much and hear you next week bye bye